Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'll let the cat out of the bag with the beautiful River Cree Resort and Casino in Edmonton, Alberta. The Enoch First Nation specifically. And it's our first of two weeks here in the City of Champions covering the 2022 World Juniors. Yeah, I'm actually on campus, Rod, at Brock University for the 2022 Canada uh, Summer Games. So I'm in a wonderful region and having a great time. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show from the beautiful, plush environs of Rogers Place in Edmonton, the site of the 2022 World Junior Hockey Championship, which gets rolling today and we're very pleased to be joined here on set by our good friend Lee Genier who happens to be the COO of the RP Show Corporation as well and uh, Lee I don't know where to start I want to give a huge thank you to Hockey Canada and the World Junior Hockey Championship Committee for putting us in the exact set of Rogers Sportsnet and I, I feel like I'm intruding in the house of Gene Principe which frankly ironically Gene Principe the host of Edmonton Oilers Sportsnet broadcast is going to be with us later on today on the show along with Alana Nolan from Woodbine Entertainment in Toronto to talk about the 163rd Queens plate but this is the first day man of two weeks for you and I here and this it couldn't be much better hey man it doesn't get better to, than this it's a great day to be alive and a great day to be in downtown Edmonton yes and uh, to be honest with you there's a there's a shout out of our guests there are more guests as we move along but i just want uh, throughout the day but we'll unveil them as they come along we're trying to i don't want to burst our bubble here on the opening day okay so before i get to the quick six show topics and all the rest and you folks know what we do here uh lee and i rolled in here yesterday and I didn't realize, I guess, the long associations that I had with Hockey Canada people until I started to bump into them and you were meeting them. These are people that I've had decades long associations with. Some are new that have come from other sporting groups, too, just within the past couple of years. But I'm telling you, man, <laughs> ask for something in it. Chop, chop, chop. That and the Rogers Place people. What you yeah. need, you got. Just like that. Isn't that so, nice? So impressive to work with uh, total professionals and, like I say, everything we needed, we had within minutes. Yeah, and it, r- people are writing in going, well, it kind of looks like Affinity Place at Esteban. You need to understand something, folks. The Centennial Cup at Esteban, where we were, was a Hockey Canada event. The World Juniors, Hockey Canada is here with Team Canada. They're all intertwined. And that's kind of where this ball all started rolling. You know, to be at these events, and it was actually Hockey Canada and Esteban that said, would you consider bringing your show to all of our events? Uh, How does that sound? I'm like, I think that sounds fantastic. I think I would be willing to do that. And here we are. (laughs) This this is the big dance. And here we are. Well, it's the world's largest hockey tournament. Can somebody tell me, the viewers tell me in the chat or the text line 902-518-3033, you can write us throughout the show, is there a bigger tournament Then the World Juniors, uh, you and I were talking about it in the car, and I thought maybe, maybe the Olympics, but even that's only once every four years, and if the NHLers aren't playing in it, nobody cares. I don't. 
So this is a yearly tournament, and I don't think there's a bigger hockey tournament than this. No, no and obviously rescheduled from uh, last December because of COVID. So, you know, people are very excited in Edmonton uh, yeah. about, the, you know, hockey in summer. Yeah, it's well, great. and when I say that, and when I say I don't want to burst our bubble on the opening show, it's going to be a lot of Lee and I for most of the show. We'll have a couple of video guests here today, but as the next two weeks unfold, we will have guests from the various uh, delegations, I guess, the various countries coming through here in our location right above the ice surface in the usual Sportsnet spot. We couldn't be happier, and I'll say it again. Thank you, Hockey Canada and the World Junior Committee. Now, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, please, and thank you. Um, So as I was writing this down, and I'll get... Yeah, again, people can write in the chat if they want. We have our topics that we want to get to here in the warm-up. As I was writing down this, Tuesday, August 9th, 2022, something just burned in my brain. August 9th, arr, trigger. I was, it took me 0.5 seconds to realize it's the 34th anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky trade. The trade. And as I said to Lee, okay, forget about the World Juniors. I could talk about this for two hours. And since we're in Edmonton, we might. Yeah, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying two hours, but we got to spend some. All of my quick six show topics are on all out of order now, and my number one topic is today being the 34th anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky trade. And to be honest with you, uh, Serena and I were discussing it this morning, and she's going to be with us later on in the program to talk about the trade. I couldn't tell you who were the principals were of the trade. Could you, if somebody put a gun to your head and no. said, who, what, who went where? Could you? Not, uh, not since you told me this morning. Not many could. It was more of a sale than it was a trade. And that's so. a key. So thank you. So I tweeted this this morning. I said, 34 years ago today, I stopped being an Oilers fan. And that's a fact. And a football guy uh, from Las Vegas, his name's Vic. He texted me and he said, refresh my memory. Why did they get rid of Gretzky? And I thought, you know, it was 34 years ago. Of course people are going to forget. And Lee, you being the business guy, the CEO guy, owner type, you said it, you said it. It wasn't a trade. It was a sale. It was absolutely. Uh, what do you remember about it? Well, I remember it was that one of those iconic days, right, that uh, the, the world stopped. You know, there was a few, few uh, times like that in history. Alvis dying. And the day Gretzky got sold to the L.A. Kings. So. But nobody calls it a sale. But it was a sale. You know? So the trade is this. Going from the Edmonton Oilers on August 9th, 1988. And they had just won the Stanley Cup their fourth in five years. Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley, Mike Krushelniski to L.A. Going to Edmonton, Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena. First round picks in 1989, 1991, and 1993. So, folks, somebody's going to have to look up who those picks were for the orders subsequently because I don't remember who they were. And then $15 million in cash. And just from my fuzzy old person memory, I texted Vic back and I said, wow, as far as I recall, the owner needed cash. But nobody ever talks about the cash. They only talk about the players. But as you said, Peter Pocklington, the owner, needed money. It's why I said I could talk about this for two year, uh, for two hours because I was I'm starting to get worked up and uh, Serena's like, you're not even an Oiler fan anymore. Why are you getting so worked up? Well, this stuff stays with you and it changed sports forever. Absolutely, it did. Absolutely. And then it was uh, meant to enhance hockey in LA, which I think it really did. Obviously, it put LA on the map as a as a hockey franchise after that. So, I mean, it it, it by by no means um, 
was it you know diminished as a trade but you know what it did for hockey in the u.s was huge and it, but it, how it tra- changed sports forever from a pure forget about the business side but anybody in sports after august 9th 1988 it's always been you can be traded we don't we used to talk about untouchables in sports there are no untouchables anymore after wayne gretzky gets traded if wayne gretzky can get traded Anybody can get traded. Until that day, nobody said that. But now, you shouldn't get too comfy if you're, yeah. even, no matter how good you are. Never get too comfy anywhere. Anywhere, yes. In any business. Well, even Wayne. And again, Tregard could talk about this for, Wayne didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. No, of course. But as new bride Janet knew that Edmonton wasn't going to be the best place for her movie career, she needed to be in L.A. Pocklington said Wayne had the ego the size of Manhattan. And I get upset. And um, we all get upset, I think. And I guess that's our poll question before I move on for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. And by the way, I think a lot of people forgot that today was the anniversary. I think in Edmonton, they don't even want to talk about it anymore. But the poll question is, who won the trade? Let's look back 34 years later and say, who won the trade? And the, Clark, do you have a sample size on YouTube? On Twitter, I saw like 64% say the Kings won the trade. What are they saying? Uh, Clark's looking it up. Oh, Clark has not posted it to YouTube yet. So it's on Twitter. Anyways, you can vote there. It's like 64% saying the Kings won. And Jeff O'Neill said it on this show, the O-Dog. And do you agree with this? O-Dog said the team that gets the best player won the trade. I'd never heard that until Jeff O'Neill said that. And I can't really discount that. Oh, I would have. Do you to believe agree. that? I would have to agree for sure. I can say one, they got Gretzky, um, and you got the best player in the world ever to play the game, uh, going to the Kings. So yeah, I would say a hundred percent. I would agree with Jeff on that. We can spend a lot of time on this because again, Peter Pocklington was ahead of his time in terms of egotistical, chauvinistic disrespectful owners uh it's not like all the owners now uh, have a patent on it he they probably have all been this way but for to say that about wayne and do you think glenn sather glenn slats sather whose mural is on the wall down here you saw it in the luxury suites here at rogers place do you think he wanted to trade wayne gretzky i mean he would have had to orchestrate the parts of the trade why would you want to trade the greatest player on the planet so you got to go along with what the owner wants and as i've said many times on this show no other networks no other shows talk about the owners to the extent certainly that we do and it's because the owners wag the dog the owners run the whole show but for the most part they just want to sit back and push everybody out and make them do the dirty work in this case glenn sather has sather ever talked about this uh no no (laughs) am i getting too worked up no i love it i love the fire okay we're in edmonton it's the 34th anniversary you should be worked up Early returns, Clark says, one out of 100 polls reporting 70% say the LA Kings won the trade. But let's just go back for a second and notice that the Oilers won a Stanley Cup two years later. The Kings never did win a Stanley Cup in Wayne's time. So it wasn't a hockey trade. It was all about business and it was all about cash. Absolutely. So I guess if Pocklington got his money and the check cleared, he won. Yeah, and Bruce McNall got, uh, you know, a full building. So, yeah. But then, again, this goes back to some of my, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, what am I going to say who won the trade? I guess I'll say the Kings. I'm voting myself on YouTube right now. 
But then Wayne, think of what Wayne had to put up with because you people in Edmonton booed him when he came back. You know that. He didn't want to leave in the first place. Nobody wanted him to leave. Think of what poor Wayne went through. Yeah, it would have been traumatic for him. Beyond traumatic. Yes. Uh, So John in California, uh, sorry, John in Winnipeg writes in and he says, Gretzky put hockey on the map in California. Jason in Red Deer says, who won the trade? Well, the Oilers won the cup after the trade. The Kings did not. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says the Oilers were still damn good without Gretzky. And again, that's the point. I'm not certain that it is uh, so slam dunk who won the trade here right now as we look 34 years later. Um Ryan in Toronto says Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling is going to get some screen, screen time soon. Yeah, a lot of rants here today. But again, it, you have to understand this is how sports works. The owners run the show. They don't all need cash, but Pocklington did. And uh, should we move on? No, let's keep talking about it. Okay. Well, I we mean, got lots many, of time to do that. I mean, how many people in Edmonton are triggered today just by that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, again... Even more so, where were you? This is what I wanted to say. Where were you? You said like Elvis dying and JFK being shot, that kind of thing. I was working 15 years of age in Milestone, Saskatchewan. I was working with my mom in the Milestone School, went on CKRM radio. Dale Corey announced, Wayne, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Gretzky has been traded to the Los Angeles. <sighs> I was carrying like 20 textbooks. I dropped them. What? Looked at the radio. 15 years of age. You have to understand, I loved Wayne Gretzky. I had the Gretzky crew cut. I had Gretzky Oilers shirt, everything. Changed my life forever. Where were you? Jeez, I couldn't tell you off the top Stop. of my head. Stop! Yeah. Make something up! I was probably working myself, so... I probably had to get, you know, wait to get home. Because <clears throat> we were grinders. We, di- we, didn't, uh, we didn't have smartphones back then, so I would have had to wait and, and, and get home and hear the news and... There would, have been an, a, yeah, there would have been a notification come across your phone these days. He doesn't remember. Where were you when Elvis died? I remember 1977, August 15th. You're uh, a bigger eight. Elvis fan than Gretzky fan, right? Hey, man. The king of rock and roll. <laughs> the king. The, he's the king. Hey, man. Period. I remember that day like it was yesterday. Kevin Olenek watching and says in the chat, could you argue the NHL won the trade? It gained in popularity and expanded the market. Maybe, but Serena has some great thoughts on that. She says that it necess- didn't necessarily do that. But you, br- uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, I balled along with Wayne in that interview. Don, our Navy friend, says, money. Ha-ha, Bruce McNall, that shyster. How many folks lost to that crook? Well, both owners in this case aren't exactly upstanding human beings or citizens. No, no, no. But you said you've been to L.A. Just tell the story and then I'll move on about going to L.A. and why you went. And you were in the Staples Center. You said the yeah, I was. Uh, I was in um, there. We, we we were on a Flames road trip, playing in uh, Anaheim and then L.A. And it was the same night that Kelly Rudy had uh, got inducted to the Hall of Fame there. So uh, it was a great night, sold out building, and fantastic, fa- fantastic hockey fans. You know, L.A. So uh, now this is morphing off to the Elvis thing. Um, from Corey watching in Tallahassee, Florida, he says I was fishing. 
in Lumsden with my brother-in-law. I'm guessing you hear it on the... No respect to Elvis Presley. But from a sports perspective, obviously this was bigger. But Jack Fulton uh, from in Vulcan says, I'm with Lee about Elvis. <laughs> August 16th, 1977. Uh, uh, People uh, were running in the streets crying. On Elvis or Wayne? Uh, on Elvis. Okay, I, don't, I wasn't old enough. How about that? How about uh, that? We're broadcasting live from Rogers Place uh, on the first day of the World Junior Hockey Championship. Did we, did we hit the horn? Can you hit the horn again, Jordan, please, if you don't mind? Did we hit the horn? You wouldn't hear it. You can't hear it. <clears throat> back on track, pulling it out of the ditch and back onto the road. Number one, the Toronto Blue Jays allowed four home runs and lost 7-4 to the surging Baltimore Orioles Monday night. Ramon Urias hit a three-run homer in the first. Anthony Santana, Ryan Mountcastle, and Austin Hayes also went deep. The Orioles pulled within three games of Toronto for the first wild-card spot in the American League. Kevin Biggio and Matt Chapman hit solo homers for Toronto, who actually out-hit the teams play again tonight. Did I tell you... The 163rd running of the Queen's Plate, the $1 million Queen's Plate, is back Sunday, August 21st. The first jewel of the OLG Canadian Triple Crown of Thoroughbred Racing is North America's oldest continuously run stakes event. Showcasing Canada's top three-year-old thoroughbreds is the highlight of Woodbine Queen's Plate. Purchase your tickets today to enjoy all that Woodbine Racetrack has to offer during the Queen's Plate at woodbine.com. And Alana Nolan will be with us next hour to talk about it. We're already out of time in the first segment, so when we come back, we'll talk World Juniors, Aaron Rodgers, CFL Week 10, and a whole lot more. We're live from Rogers Place in the World Junior Hockey Championship. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Welcome back live uh, inside Rogers Place in Edmonton. RP Lee Genier with us on episode number 816 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And we do have breaking news today, uh, just this morning, out of Zurich, Switzerland, the place line. Canada will host the 2023 Women's World Hockey Championship, the IIHF has awarded next year's tournament to Canada and the 2024 championship to the United States. The IIHF confirmed it in its Ice Times newsletter. Dates and locations have yet to be announced. The 2022 Women's Championship is August 25th to September 4th in Herning and Frederikshavn, Denmark. I hope I said that right because I am Danish by descent. I'm not sure you knew that or not. Yeah. I learned something new every day. Just call me the great Dane. Defending that? champion Canada is currently holding a training and selection camp in Calgary. So I will say it again. Breaking news just came down. Canada will host the 2023 Women's World Hockey Championship. I would suggest pack your bags, Lee. Let's go. We'll be going Let's there. Let's go on the road trip. So back into the quick six show topics, and we do have the CFL coming up for you all. But Team Canada, who will open the World Junior Hockey Championship tomorrow, Wednesday, here in Edmonton against Latvia, defeated Sweden 4-3 Monday evening in a pre-tournament exhibition contest here at Rogers Place, Nathan Gaucher, Mason McTavish, Kent Johnson, and Joshua Roa scored for the Canadians, while Theodore Niederbach 
Jonathan Lakaramaki and William Wallander scored for Sweden. Connor Bedard had one assist for the Canucks. We ran into them walking into the rink yesterday. What did you think about that Team Canada group? Uh, it, I think it's a fantastic group, and um, you know, I would say they would be the on, odds-on favorite to win the tourney. Of course, it's a hockey Hands tournament. Down. Hands We're, down. Um, I was a little upset. <clears throat> I was yeah. filming, and uh, Connor Bedard didn't recognize me. I think he did. He was just yeah, in awe. He was just—he was in awe. He goes, <laughs> right. Is that Rod Peterson? Yeah, oh boy. Go Canada. Go Connor. Um, continuing on here in the quick six show topics. And although on the way, by the way, Gene Principe, I feel I am literally in his house, on his set. So Gene's going to join us to talk about that in the tournament and Oilers and whatever else comes up. Alana Nolan will be with us to talk Queen's Plate and Serena Taylor to talk Gretzky trade 34 years later. To point three, more breaking news from Tuesday morning. Quarterback Nathan Rourke and receiver Dominic Rimes, both of the BC Lions, and defensive back Titus Wall of the Calgary Stampeders were named the top performance for week nine of the CFL uh, season this morning. Rourke, a Victoria, BC product, had a record-setting performance in leading BC past the Edmonton Elks 46-14 on Saturday night. He completed uh, 91.2% of his passes and 400 for 477 yards. His completion percentage was a CFL record. Nathan Rourke picked up his second straight weekly top performer nod, fourth of the season. I won't even talk about the other guys other than Dominic Rimes and Titus Walls. Uh, Nathan Rourke, go. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're watching... Canadian history in the making and uh, you know people you know I was watching the game the other night obviously that he plays with so much poise um, you know is he going to be in the CFL next year no he's not going to be in the CFL and that's a good thing um, people should come out and watch him while he can they should be filling BC place and I think Amar Doman is right that, you know what is uh, come out and see this guy because next year you're going you're gonna to have to watch him in the NFL Well, believe me, I ranted on this enough yesterday, but I'll do it again today uh, with Lee here. I worked at the CFL for the same amount of time as me, 20 years, almost congruently. And um, you want your players to go to the National Football League. To be honest, I think the best coaches and GMs in the CFL want their players to go to the NFL. I think it's just the fans that don't want the players to go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you want to keep your great players in town, but you know what? Uh, it's pretty exciting, you know, because I've worked with a lot of guys that have went on to do other things from the Doug Fluties, the Jeff Garcias, Dwayne Johnson, Henry Burris, Henry Burris, um, and a lot more. But you know what? It's uh, I understand it because you know what? You have franchise players and they they are, you know, you build a franchise around them, but you do and you can't be upset when they leave and they go to the NFL. And I know we get a lot of comments that around, you know, around going, I sure hope he doesn't leave. Well, there's not a chance he is staying in Canada next. He's played Edmonton twice. And when they played Winnipeg, he wasn't very good. Is there anything to the fact that it was just Edmonton? Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. You've heard that, have I'm sure. I, well, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about Chris Jones's defense, but, you know, it cert- certainly didn't show up in either of those two games. Uh, the offensive coordinator in BC is still Jordan McSimmick, is it not? The guy's gone against Chris Jones' defenses for years. 
if you get the ball out of your hands on time and everybody's on the same page, it's not necessarily the most difficult defense to have success against. If you can cover. And Deron Carter and that secondary for Edmonton were running all over the field. They had no idea what was going on. Like, this is nothing against Nathan Rourke. But we're not even at the halfway point, Lee, of his first season as a starter. Like, Yeah, but he is uh, making some roads there. I'm not and, you know, saying he's not the MVP of the league. He probably is, but... Yeah, well, you know what? He had 477 yards, five TDs, and this, the way, what I've seen from him, and I've watched a lot of football over the years, is I like what he's doing, and... Um, and like I say, he's going to be on the radar of someone. So, Mike Horrigan watching in Toronto says he'll make it in the NFL, but not as a quarterback. Um, let's get some comments, too, from some new people, by the way, if you don't mind. And you can also text in 902-518-3033. The number is on the screen. I appreciate these guys all having the... Uh, the conversation they always do, but let's hear from, from some more people. By the way, Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling is the official plumbing, heating, and cooling company of the RP Show. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. The 34th anniversary of the Gretzky trade completely blew my mind. It put me in a bad mood. My points are all out of order here, so I'm not even really sure what point we're on. But I'm just going to say week 10 in the CFL kicks off Thursday. I have the betting lines. And because it's only Tuesday, I don't think I'll play deal or no deal with you yet. And I assume these lines, betting lines will change, these point spreads, Lee. But, but Thursday, Montreal's at Winnipeg, and the Blue Bombers are favored by 11.5 points. I'm not even going to ask you whether you'll take that bet or not. But Thursday, Montreal, Winnipeg, 11.5. Friday, Toronto-Hamilton, second game of a home-and-home. Home. The Argos spanked Hamilton 34-20 last week, Saturday night. Hamilton's favored by two. Yeah. Why do you think? Does it surprise you? Uh, that does surprise me. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, it does. Well, that, I, nothing. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I mean, when you look at Hamilton, they talk about what a great team they have, and they're two and six. Right? I know. So It's I'm a not, narrative. No disrespect to all my friends in Hamilton, but... Um, Your record is what you are. Who said it? You did. John Lynch and Bill Parcells. Uh, Friday, sorry, Saturday doubleheader again. Get this one. Are you sitting down? BC at Calgary. Lions favored by one. I feel like the odds makers are uh, smoking some left, left-handed left lettuce. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, uh, I would agree with you on that. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> You'll take the, yeah, put the money down now. And uh, And then Saturday night, and I think, I'm pretty sure we'll be at this game. I have not looked at the World Junior schedule yet, however. Sask at Edmonton, and the Riders are favored by six. And to be honest with you, I talked yesterday, ranted a lot about it. There's this narrative in this town that the tickets aren't selling well for the World Juniors and this and that. But at least they're talking about the World Juniors. I haven't heard one word about the Sask-Edmonton game. Not one word. No, since we've been in town, I haven't heard anything, to be quite honest. So... You know, that's got to be concerning. Obviously, big stadium, and uh, with the Edmonton record right now, um, and I know Victor's probably watching. And um, Victor He's Klee, doing everything he can. And I know they're they're doing everything to fill the building, but you know what? Coming coming off the season they had last year, 
rolling into another bad season, it is going to be a tough draw for the rest of the season for them unless they really turn things around and start making an impact. Hey, folks. Edo Japan, from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. Um, speaking of left-handed lettuce, uh, our fourth point, if that's what point we're on, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers' use of the hallucinogenic drug ayahuasca, ayahuasca during a 2020 offseason retreat in Peru isn't considered a violation of the NFL's drug policy. Ayahuasca is defined as a psychoactive beverage native to South America and is often used for religious, ritualistic, or medicinal purposes. NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy says it wouldn't have triggered a positive test result on either the substance abuse or performance-enhancing substance policies. I Okay, here's, here's what I think about that. I know guys that take ayahuasca. I do. Do you know why? Because it's not a scheduled drug. There's a certified recovery coach here, addiction recovery. Schedule one to five drugs. Heroin's on that list. Um, cocaine's on that list. Morphine's on that list. Fentanyl's on that list. Ayahuasca is not on that list. It's new. It's not indigenous to this continent. And uh, to be honest, a lot of guys use it because it's not on that list because it's so new and so out there maybe one day it will be but do we care that Aaron Rodgers took this on an off-season retreat in Peru not, two years three years ago no I think no. Every, everybody's taking their shots at Aaron as much as they can so. <laughs> yeah no kidding so um what do you know I assume you had sports center on in your room at the River Cree what do you know about him saying he's not going to participate in the training camp This is what I saw across the ticker on the bottom. Aaron Rodgers will not participate in the preseason due to offensive line. Do you know, I meant to read up on that and I I didn't. You know what? I think there's some uh, internal politics there that uh, will come out. Well, uh, because he's Aaron Rodgers, he could maybe say, our old line's so bad in the preseason, I don't want to play. Doesn't want to get hurt. Would anybody have a problem with that? No, you're Aaron Rodgers. Well, he literally does what he wants, doesn't care. And, and again, nobody seems to have a problem with it. So um, somebody tell me if you know a little bit more about this than I do. But Aaron Rodgers says, not playing. Nobody has a problem with it. Wouldn't be nice to reach that status. Well, they just signed him for $234 million. Good point. Uh, by the way, September 17th. Terry Fader, the voice of entertainment at River Cree Resort and Casino. Winner of the hit NBC series, America's Got Talent, Terry Fader, the voice of entertainment at the Mirage Hotel and Casino, is among the world's most gifted and accomplished ventriloquists, a first-rate comedian as well as a world-class singer and mimic, able to perform in more than 200 unique celebrity voices. He's coming to River Cree Resort and Casino September 17th. I saw him in Vegas. I would encourage anybody to pick up your tickets at River Korean Go. Uh, he's fantastic. He didn't. One of his screens wasn't working in Vegas that night at the Mirage, and uh, he just plowed through it. He's a pro. Bro. Just like hey. you. Hey. I'll see you back here in an hour, too. Look forward to it. Our COO, Lee Genier, here having a great time with us. And we always have a great time with Casino Gino Principe. He'll join us next as we're on his set 
here at Rogers Place. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Broadcasting live from Rogers Place where the World Juniors begins today. Triple header beginning at noon mountain. It's the summer of hockey. Still plenty of time to get your tickets at HockeyCanada.ca starting for as low as $40. Well, let's bring in our man, Gene Principe. I, Gino, I feel a little sheepish here from Sportsnet Orders broadcast sitting in your chair. Yeah. Thank, thank. How's, what's, how, what's it look like from your end? Uh, you know what? Uh, a tad uncomfortable. When, <laughs> but you see someone sitting in your spot. I wonder, are there any puns written underneath there that I left behind or props? Anything uh, from the end of the season? No, I cleared it out, Hey, I knew you'd be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayes for horses, Gino. Hey, look, 34th anniversary of the Gretzky trade. Would you mind starting yeah. there? I don't know what your hometown is, but the, the, is that acknowledged yeah. at all in this town? Or is it such a painful, traumatic memory they wouldn't even talk about it? You know, Rod, I, I, I remember doing a, ooh, I think it was a 20-year special on uh, Wayne. Uh, Craig Simpson, our uh, Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada analyst and colleague, uh, was with Wayne at the time. Uh, he'd gone down to visit Wayne and Janet at, at that time and was kind of there. And I remember interviewing Craig about it. And Wayne certainly has talked about it uh, Many, many, many times. I, I think it used to be a yearly thing, Rod, and now it's become kind of every five years. And now at 34 years, uh, I'm sure at 35, again, it'll be a big deal. But I, I don't know of any Oiler fan or, or Edmontonian who, who doesn't sort of wake up on August 9th and whether it's, you know, on, on your phone or on a real calendar like we used to, you see August 9th and boom, first thing that you think of is that was the day when Gretzky was traded. I was actually working for uh, CFRN TV. I just uh, kind of started my, my career back then, and I was working at a Grand Prairie uh, as a northern stringer slash correspondent. And I remember calling back to the station, and it was just a beehive. I could just hear a bunch of noise in the background. Uh, we didn't have the social media we have nowadays. And I asked, what happened? And they said, Wayne Gretzky just got traded. I'm like, What? Uh, so uh, I, I think everybody remembers kind of where they were or how they found out, and uh, they always will. I mean, a, a deal like that, we often hear now, well, if Wayne Gretzky could get traded, anyone can, which is true. It, it changed sports forever in that vein. I will come back to the orders in a second, but but the World Juniors is why we're here. I understand you're going to be down in the rink later on this uh, afternoon. Listen, the NHL bubble was here. They tried the World Juniors last year, and it got interrupted. This is the hockey capital. This town seems pretty turned on to the fact the World Juniors are here for a summer tournament. Yeah, I agree, Rod. It, it, you know, it was strange. Uh, I, I normally don't cover World Juniors when, they, when they've been in Canada and certainly in Edmonton, because uh, my coverage with the Oilers generally, if the World Juniors are, are located in Edmonton, then that means the Oilers aren't. Uh, they're usually on an extended road trip. Uh, so it's nice to, to be here and uh, be a part of it. Uh, I, I think it's starting to, to get there. It, it's a matter of just getting people's minds in the 
idea that hockey is here. The uh, Gretzky or Halinka Gretzky Cup certainly helps, which was just down the road. And that that always happens this time of the year. Uh, I think people are really excited. And, you know, I know that there, there, there are some players and I, and I get it that have decided to uh, bypass because they want to get ready for what might be their first NHL camp or second or third, but uh, lots of talent, including a, a young guy who, who plays in your neck of the woods uh, in Connor Bedard, uh, Mason McTavish is, is here and, and so many others. And I think while it may start about who's here, Rod, in the end, uh, it'll be all about the Maple Leaf on the front. That's all people really will care about is Canada and what they're able to accomplish. Well, having said that, though, you brought up Connor Bedard, and I kind of got a kick out of the fact I'm in McDavid's house, but for two weeks, yeah. it's the other Connor's house, and we can't ignore it. Listen, we, you're going to see him live. Have you seen him live before, man? He is, he's all that, Gene, and you hear his name in hockey circles every day. That's what I'm going to be watching for, Connor Bedard. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I watched a bit of him. There was a doubleheader last year uh, where Hard was in town uh, facing off against the Oil Kings uh, during, I think it was like a one or two o'clock start. Uh, and then the Oilers played that night and I had a chance to, to, to watch him a bit. And, you know, it's kind of like Connor McDavid. I heard tons about him, but uh, playing out East back then for Erie, it was sort of difficult to really get a feel for what the kid was like until you see them in person. And uh, I, I've had a chance to see Connor McDavid in person a long time since uh, then. And I look forward to watching Connor Bedard. I mean, he's he's a kid. I mean, it's so ironic that he's he's got a you know the same first name. Um, I'm not so sure they're exactly the same kind of players uh, from that standpoint, but I will say this. They both put you on the edge of your seat uh, with their talent and skill, vision, skating, uh, you know, checklist of things that these two young men have. And uh, I think Bedard's going to be great. That's that's a big seller uh, to have this young guy here uh, wanting to play. And I'm real curious to see how he does. Well, there are many things about you that I appreciate, Gene, and you're going to laugh at this, but one of is, is your age. I said to a Pats fan, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who Bedard reminds me of, and they said, Marcel Dion. And I'm like, yes. yes. Yeah. And when I say that to young hockey fans, whoop, yeah. no clue. Yeah. No clue. So you appreciate Marcel Dion. That's not a bad guy to be compared to. Not at all. I know Connor is, is you know, like Marcel. Marcel was built like a like a fire hydrant. I don't think Marcel was any taller than I'm going to say five, eight, but he was like, his shoulders were thick, you know, like a real thick man, strong. I'm going off the top of my head, Rod. I think he scored like 717 goals in the national hockey league, uh, played on one of the most famous lines ever, the triple crown line with Charlie Simmer and Dave Taylor, uh, back in the eighties and was an unbelievable talent. Uh, one of those guys who's an all time great, unfortunately never had a chance really to win a, a Stanley Cup, which is something that I know Connor Bedard one day will want, and Connor McDavid wants it uh, right now. But Marcel Dion is a fantastic comparison uh, to Connor Bedard. Gosh, if he has uh, half or two thirds or three quarters of the career Dion has, he'll be a 500 plus goal scorer minimum. For sure. And two things on that. One, we had Charlie Simmer on this show from Austin, Texas. I brought up the comparison. Charlie said, I hope he's taller than Marcel. And two, <laughs> um, I would have liked to have seen Marcel Dion at 17 because I don't think yeah. he'd have been any bigger than what Connor is now. Lastly, I was going through some old clips of your appearances on this show. And this past season, I asked you like in 
January, early February, if you thought the Oilers were a Stanley Cup contender, you said yes, and I had a tough time stifling my smile. And they made it to the <laughs> Final Four. <laughs> Gene, so quite a quite a turnaround, man, in your season of uh, hosting Oilers broadcasts. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, June 6th was their final game of the season, uh, which, you know, when you're playing hockey in June, that means you got a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, running into Colorado was r- like running into, a, I guess, Marcel Dion, a bit of a brick wall. Uh, you know, they go on to win the Stanley Cup against an unbelievable Tampa team who deserves a lot of credit uh, for getting that close to making it a three-peat in this current era of the game. So yeah, the Oilers are set to go. You know, they, they beefed up their lineup. They got a great goaltender in Jack Campbell that's coming to the team for, for long term. Uh, everybody's, you know, under contract. Evander Kane surprised a few people maybe partially for coming back here but maybe more for for the term and the aav uh people like to win and and i think rod when you've got Connor mcdavid and leon dryson on your team and you're that close to winning and and you've got some offers that are similar i think you're gonna try and go north or south or west or east uh to end up in edmonton so you have a chance to win the stanley cup it's great to have all this talent here but you have to win for people to be attracted to come here and Edmonton's got the talent has found their winning ways and I think are a real good shot at winning the cup this year here's one for you Gene I'll see you down at the rink later thanks for loaning us your spot you said it's all about the logo I'll try to leaf it the way I found it (laughs) thanks buddy I appreciate it I'm sure you will I know you're a very respectful guy and if I have to share that desk with anyone uh, you'd be the guy that I'd want to do it with. Thank you, Gino. Appreciate the time. See you down here. Take care. See you, Ron. Gene, Gene Principe from Sportsnet Oilers broadcast. We got a viewer takeover coming up. This is Hour 1, live from Rogers Place in the 2022 World Junior Hockey Championships. And you're watching on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Summer of Hockey on the 34th anniversary of the Gretzky trade. There's a look at the great one. Out front of Rogers Place here in the city of champions, the uh, Alberta capital. Game day. (laughs) Ask me how happy I am. Uh, The 2022 World Junior Hockey Championships gets rolling today. As a matter of fact, I have it in my sports update here. So let's get into it. The Blue Jays and Orioles battle today in game two of their three-game series in Baltimore. The Orioles won the opener 7-4 Monday night to pull within three games of Toronto for the first American League wildcard spot. The Blue Jays will hand the ball to ace righty Alec Manoa, while the Orioles counter with Kyle Bradish. The rebooted 2022 World Junior Hockey Championship starts today here at Rogers Place in Edmonton with three games on the schedule. Slovakia plays Cheshia. That's noon mountain. Finland takes on Latvia, 4 p.m. mountain, and the United States plays Germany, 8 p.m. mountain. Canada's first game will be Wednesday against Latvia here. The host beats Sweden 4-3 in a pre-tournament game Monday night. 
The PGA Tour is asking a federal judge not to allow three suspended players from Live Golf to take part in the FedEx Cup playoffs, the tour's lucrative postseason. Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford are seeking a temporary restraining order in federal court in California. A hearing is set for today. The first FedEx Cup playoff event starts Thursday in Tennessee. The sports update for Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. Coming up next hour, more with Lee Genier right here at our broadcast location at Rogers Place. Uh, again, how, fu- I, how funny was that interview with Gene Principe we just had when I asked how did it feel to be watching somebody in his seat? A tad uncomfortable, he said. At least he's honest. I'm just trying to keep the seat warm for Gino. And excited to watch nine hours of hockey here today as this tournament gets rolling. It reminds me very similar to the um, Centennial Cup in Estevan in May. And uh, this was kind of the genesis of all of this. I mean, I don't know what we're doing here with this show necessarily other than just having a whole lot of fun. But at the Canada Cup, the Hockey Canada people said, would you consider bringing your show to all of our events. Yeah, just considered it. It's a yes. And here we are. So just like it was for the Centennial Cup, the show served as like a pregame show every day for the triple header that was going on at Affinity Place. This can be the exact same thing for the World Juniors. And then from there, we'll see where it goes. Wayne in BC writes in and says, I have to respect Gene Principe when he picks the Oilers to be a favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Well, part of it was I thought he was just saying it because he was the host of the order broadcast. Turns out he actually meant it. A, and B was right. Don, our Navy friend, says, always love watching the Triple Crown line. I think some Playboy bunnies love the line as well. LOL. Uh, He's talking about Charlie Simmer, Dave Taylor, and Marcel Dion of the Triple Crown line. I'll tell you what, they didn't win much. But their jerseys look tight. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Hmm. Um, from the text line, the 902 line, bear with me. This has come in from DG in Saskatoon. Morning, guys. Enjoy your time at Edmonton. Interesting timing for Miami Dolphins part owner Serena Williams to announce her retirement just a week after Stephen Ross is suspended by the NFL. I got to think Roger Goodell is pulling some strings to get her a larger stake in ownership in the franchise. Just my thought. Ah, I just want to take things at face value and wish Serena well, and it'll be after the U.S. Open that she calls it a career. They're they're pumping music in here. I can't hear the extras. What are we at? Yeah, okay. Thank you for that. Stick around after this break on Game Plus TV. We'll talk more World Junior Gretzky trade. Whatever CFL stuff comes up, Serena Taylor here to talk Gretzky and Lana Nolan on Queen's Plate. We'll be right back Have you after subscribe this. Subscribe to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Sports. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.